We'll continue in our text to the book of Genesis. We will read portions of Genesis 17. Would you remain seated right now? I'm not going to read yet. Thank you for standing. I tried to give you the heads up and the flashing sign wasn't working. Last night, late into the night, I sat in my living room seeking the Lord. And the Holy Ghost began to move in a mighty way. As I was crying out to the Lord, I began to feel the angels of the Lord enter into my home. And I sat on the sofa seeking God, just soaking in the presence of the Lord. It was as though all of a sudden I was carried away somewhat. I was very aware of my surroundings, where I was, but I was carried away in a vision. And I was standing in front of our nation's capital. And as I stood in front of the Capitol building, I looked above the building and the heavens were black with clouds as though there was a layer that I could not see beyond a certain veil. And all of a sudden, I began to see flashings of light. It would appear from the ground to just be thunderstorms happening. And then it just disappeared, and I continued to pray for a while. And finally, somewhere between 1.30 and 2 o'clock this morning, I went to take rest. But I got up today and came to the house of the Lord. And when I walked into the prayer room, I was immediately in my corner in there praying. I immediately saw the same exact thing. And I saw the Capitol building, and I saw the, the veil above it. The clouds were dark, rolling clouds. I began to see the flashes of light again. But this time, with the flashes of light, I did not hear thunder. It was as though I could hear the clanging of swords. And the Lord said, I have sent my angels to fight for this land. The Lord spoke very clearly to me this morning, and he said, I am not finished with this nation. I feel him here right now. I declare to you today that heaven is still fighting, that this nation has yet to see its greatest revival. We have yet to see our greatest outpouring. We have not sent our last missionaries. We have not started our last churches. Come on, somebody. We have not planted in our last cities. I feel the Holy Ghost would say today there is a new level of dominion coming to the North American church. In the name of Jesus. I want you with me right now to decree the word of the Lord and receive it and declare right now, Lord, you are not finished with this nation. You are not finished with this church. You have purchased us with your blood. And we will see our greatest revival in days ahead. We thank you for it and we decree your word in this land today. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. 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 I feel a shift today. 
Hallelujah. I believe he's been hearing from heaven. I believe he's been listening from heaven. I believe that his face is turned toward us. I feel just as sure as I'm breathing today that whatever plans the enemy had for you, for this church, and for this nation, he's receiving his cancellation notice right now. Hallelujah. Somebody just needs to bow up in the Holy Ghost today and tell the devil, whatever plans you had for me, they're canceled. Just write a neck, it's canceled. Whatever you thought for me, it's canceled. Whatever God's plans are for me, I decree it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's going to happen. I feel something moving in the atmosphere this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. I say today that just beyond the veil of what we can see, there is a war transpiring. And I don't have to see the first blow happen. I don't have to see, I don't have to see any of it. All I need to know is that God is on it because we win. We win. Hallelujah. Praise God. Genesis chapter 17, you're already standing. If you're not, please do. In the name of the Lord. I believe God's going to speak in this house. Amen. Genesis chapter 17. And we're just going to kind of move around a little bit. Verse 15, if you would. God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will, somebody shout it. I will bless her. But she is not just the mother of a son. She is the mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face and he laughed. And he said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old, and shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? And Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael may live before thee. And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. I don't want to take this out of context whatsoever, but I do want you to, to grasp the concept and the context. In the 20th verse, the Lord said, and as for Ishmael, I'll deal with him. But the Lord is doing a work in Abraham and in Sarah. And Abraham said, but Lord, what about Ishmael? And the Lord said, let me tell you about Isaac. 
before he ever gave the response to what Ishmael, as for Ishmael, he said, quit trying to change the subject. I'm talking to you about a promise that you were not expecting. But I'm getting ready to make a visitation not only to you but to your wife. And Abraham, she is going to be expecting the unexpected. I'm going to preach to you today for a few moments about expecting the unexpected. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. If I had the time, I feel kind of like preaching in this subject. It was is kind of like John said about Messiah. He said, I suppose all the books in the world could not contain what he did. And when you start dealing with Abraham and Sarah and the patriarchs and matriarchs of the faith, I suppose you couldn't write enough books to tell all the stories or preach enough sermons to preach all of the stories. But there is power in understanding this. There's some language that happens in the scripture that is so odd that it's almost like God has this ability to ignore things that are reality, yet they don't exist in his reality, if that makes sense. So in this verse today, in this chapter that we're reading today, the Lord is speaking to Abraham about the promised seed. Yet Abraham wants to have a conversation completely out of the context of God's conversation. God is saying, I want to bless you with your post-covenant child. For it's in Genesis, the 22nd chapter, we read that the Lord said, Take now thy son, thine... So Ishmael exists in Abram's reality. But he does not exist in Abraham's reality. He doesn't exist, so to speak, in God's reality. It's like he's there. But he is not the topic of conversation. It's easy for us. Woo! I feel like going somewhere this morning. It's easy for us if we're not careful to have conversations with God while he's trying to keep us in the context of the promise. We want to open our mouth and talk about things that in the reality of God, they're not existing in that plan. Ishmael was not in the plan of God. He was in the plan of Abram. And it's time for us as the children of God to learn the language of God. The language of God is that I will do things in you and through you After you have joined yourself in covenant with me in a greater fashion, Abraham had to bring himself into covenant and understanding. That is why Isaac is named as the only son in later in the Genesis account because it is Isaac who is the son of covenant. It is Isaac who is the son of the circumcision. So let me help you understand today in this house if I could bring this to an understanding of where we are in this modern day time. That God has been speaking things to his church. That is covenant conversation. And we've been trying to bring conversation in from outside of the covenant and say well God could you please include this in your plan? 
I know where I'm walking right now and the cotton's pretty high. I've come to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost this morning. It's time that we start speaking heaven's language. It's time that we start calling things what heaven calls them. I would hear the Holy Ghost say today in this house that we must be very, very careful with the words that we introduce in our prayer time and in the language and and the knowledge of God, the things that he sees in his foresight. That's not a good time for us to get in a conversation one-on-one with God and say, Lord, I'd like to bring my past into this conversation. While God was trying to tell Abraham of his future, He kept wanting to talk about. Nobody wants to help me preach this morning. God's trying to tell somebody in this place today that your future's looking better than what I brought you out of. But you've got to quit speaking. You got to quit talking about what I brought you through and start talking about where I'm taking you. Ah, my, my, my. There's something that happens that releases the supernatural when we come into covenant with God. It's a supernatural work in the invisible world that I can't fully describe to you how it happens. But if you read in Genesis, it's after Abraham has circumcised himself and he comes into covenant with God fully that he seals that covenant so to speak with blood and it's there that God fulfills through he and Sarah the promise but also in the very next chapter we read that Abraham is visited by some heavenly visitors the divine visitation and interruption in his day of three angels that came to his tent that he did not realize were angels at the time were not released Until he bound himself to the word of God. Now, this is going to get deep for just a second, so stay with me. It was not enough for Abraham to accept the promise of God. To speak and say, okay, Lord, I believe. Abraham had to have a mark in his flesh. This said, my flesh agrees with what heaven has been saying. It's a terrible place to be, to be full of hot air and have absolutely no motivation to get your flesh under submission to the will of God. But it's not until our flesh can be marked by the will of God that we move into a new understanding of covenant And the supernatural begins to be released. Hear me when I tell you folks look at us apostolics and they wonder why we worry so much about who we are on the outside. And why we live separated the way that we do from the world. But I'm telling you at some point we've got to bring our flesh into alignment with the things that we've been saying. Holiness is not optional unto God. And holiness is not optional to the fulfillment of the promise of God. If we want the word of God to be fulfilled in our lives, we've got to do more than just agree with the word from our mouth. We've got to get our bodies lined up in the covenant with God. And it was after his flesh was submitted 
to what his mouth had been speaking. That God began to move. And follow me closely when I say this. There was a divine visitation of three angels. There was a moment that God spoke with Sarah. And then the supernatural created a vacuum of space in the physical realm. Where what had been spoken in the spirit had been confirmed by visitation. And then became manifested in the physical realm. What God has been speaking to the church now for almost 2,000 years has had plenty of people who were willing to say amen. But God is not impressed today with our amen by itself. For it's hearing the word of the Lord that increases our faith, saith the word of the Lord, that faith comes by hearing. We understand that hearing the word of the Lord will increase our faith. But only hearing and building our faith has never birthed nations. The only thing that will birth nations and the only thing that will build kingdoms is when our flesh comes in alignment. It's not enough for me to raise my hands and say, God, I believe you're going to send revival. I've got to get my body in alignment with that and say, Lord, whatever you're doing, I want to tap myself into it. God, I want to pray and fast and seek after it. I'm not just here to say amen. I'm here to work. In 2021, I don't want this today to sound... Uh, counterproductive whatsoever but I tell you what I believe I think 2020 was the year of amen because it was the safe road out in, in the year of 2020 for somebody to say something bold and then we'd say oh yeah I agree with that too we'd wait for somebody to be, be bold and keep their church doors open we'd say you know I, th- I think that's pretty good but we, we wouldn't dare post that on Facebook It was just kind of an amen year. You understand what I'm saying? Well, everybody's got to do what they got to do. You know, I mean, everybody needs to lead the way that they need to lead. In school. You know, and I'm not being critical. I understand that. I'm not being critical. Everybody's done the best that they can do. But it was kind of just an amen year. You know, we all stood with our hands in our pockets, kind of not. Well, somebody would speak up with a little bit of faith and say, I believe God's going to bring us through this. You know, amen. Man, I can't wait for this year to be over. And so, amen. Amen. And all this time we're sitting here, my mind is blown. Because some of you had better years, better, a better year in 2020 than you've ever had. God blessed some of you in 2020 like you've never been blessed. And if I could say this again, not to sound counterproductive, I thank God for every amen we can get. But I don't believe that heaven is just here today looking for an amen. I believe that heaven is looking for somebody that will say, Lord, I'm not just going to talk about what you're saying. I'm going to hear what you're saying, and I'm going to walk in what you're saying. I'm going to walk in what you're saying. Talk is cheap. Talk is probably the cheapest thing there is in the earth and has cost people more than you could imagine. 
It's amazing it doesn't cost anything to say it, but sometimes it costs everything to do it. Well, that right there was worth the price of admission. It's easy for us to say, oh, I agree, Pastor. Lord, I agree. Ooh, somebody said harvest. Woo, shibboleth. I mean, dear God, that's enough to get stammering lips. Somebody said revival. I say, amen. But today there is a shift that's coming to FPC. This is not going to just be a year of amen. This is going to be a year of yes and amen. My spirit agrees with what you're saying. And my soul says yes. And whatever you want for me to do, Lord, I'm going to do it. And wherever you want me to go, I'm going to go. And whatever, Lord, you want me to say, I'm going to say it. God, I'm going to do what you've called me to do. I'm not here to tell you, God, how good you are. I'm here to show the world how good you've been to me. There's people that have their perspective set on kingdom things, and I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just telling you today. There's people that's got their minds and their eyes set on kingdom things. I've watched people talk about, ooh, giddy, giddy, giddy. What am I going to do when I get my money? Grown men talking about when I get my money, I'm buying me a PS5. You go get it, hoss. I don't know. I'm, I'm missing something about that culture right there. I, just, I love my mother and dad, but I really don't want to live in their house and play video games for the rest of my life. And pe- People talking about what I'm going to do to increase me. And then you watch these other people that's kind of got this little shift going on in their mind. Now, I'm just saying, it's probably going to sound a little contrary to some because they're not going to like it but I told my wife I said you know I'm, I'm kind of glad to get it but honestly I'd rather give my money back and say let's just get our economy moving I, you understand what I'm saying and so my point is that God has blessed us with things this is going to be contrary I just know it is God has blessed us with things that we really did not need And I believe a lot of it has been the testing of our will. The Spirit of the Lord is wanting to know if our response to His word that I'm laying up the inheritance of the wicked for the righteous is just an amen or if it's a yes. Woo! Son, it's so tight in here right now. Ooh, Pastor Finn, he's finna to ask for something. I'm not asking for nothing. But some of you are shifting because the Holy Ghost has been asking. The Holy Ghost is trying to shift us from our comfort zone right now and say, I want to see today if you're just a yes man or if you're willing to put some legs on your faith and walk in the direction of the Holy Ghost. Hey, look, I got an idea for all the people saying, I don't need it anyway. I'm going to send it back. I got an idea for you. How about you pledge it to a missionary? How about you pledge it to a home missionary? How about you pledge it to the kingdom of God? I 
I feel the Holy Ghost is trying to shift us in 2021. I'm not going to sit back this year and just say, amen, amen, Lord, you do what you're going to do. No, I'm not happy with God just doing what he's going to do. I want to do what I can do. Last night as I was praying, and forgive me if I just, for all these uh, personal references, I was praying and I had a, a pastor friend call me last night and uh, just asked me to pray about some things with him, and I, I did. And as I was praying, I felt the Lord move me into a different, a different dimension of prayer. It was like I just felt the keys of the kingdom rest in my hand for a moment. I began to pray and unlock, and I was concerned about the way that things have, have been and how everything has transpired, and, and I even told my wife this year, this is going to sound like doubt, so please understand, I, I bleed like you do, I'm a human being, but I told my wife this year, I said, you know, I'm not 100% sure, I said, this is a weird feeling for me, but I'm not 100% sure that I haven't preached my last message on foreign soil. Because it's, it's been a wild ride. I mean, they start pulling all this crazy stuff about disease going all over the world. And, you, you, you know, I mean, I, I, I get the picture. Yeah, I'm not that shallow. I get it. Disease happens. I, I get that. But do you really, really think that attacking the health of people is the true agenda of sickness globally? The enemy wanted this year. Now, I, I, I know what the Luciferian order is trying to do in the earth I get that and we look at it and say oh yeah we're trying to shut down economies and mess up with governments if you really think that governments is really what this is all about you've missed that too it's about a kingdom that's bigger than this one Amen. but I'm going to tell you what the enemy's tried to do this year he has tried to shut down the kingdom functioning globally that if he could weaken the North American church and cause doors to be closed of travel, then we can't get our missionaries in and out. We can't get word there. We can't. And, and he thought it's all going to fall apart. If I shut down money and I shut down travel and I shut down all that and starts working, you know, if we can just get all this shut down and God uses, allows men to move orders around and make it happen. But can I tell you right now that in 2020, some of us may have been afraid at the beginning that this whole order was going to be shut down, that the kingdom of God was going to go under, that our missionaries weren't going to make budget. Oh, my Lord, what in the world are we going to do? Can't, they can't even get on deputation. That sounds like a pretty good idea to me anyway. Yeah, me too. Let's quit making these poor people come home for 12 months at a time and leave their churches. Is Jesus coming back or not? I'm telling you what I'm declaring over this church is that the inheritance of the wicked is being laid up for the righteous. And this church will fully fund missionaries that are not going to have to worry about coming home for 12 months at a time. So last night I was praying. And while my eyes were closed, I was just praying. I had my head laid back on the sofa and I was praying. And all of a sudden... I saw myself, Bishop, I saw myself walking down a jetway, getting on an airplane. It was a big one. I knew I was going somewhere. 
It was, we weren't hopping to Ohio. You understand what I'm saying? It was a big plane. We were going somewhere. And I, all of a sudden, I just felt that confirmation in the Holy Ghost like the Lord said, no, you haven't put your foot on, on foreign soil for the last time. And immediately, Bishop, I confirmed in my spirit. I said, yes, Lord, I see that, and I agree with it, and I'm ready. And all of a sudden, I went from one door to another. I just watched them open, 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 open. And the Lord said, the enemy has tried to close doors but I'm getting ready to bust doors open that the enemy wanted you to believe that had been closed down I'm declaring to you right now that God is about to open up doors God is about to open up doors that no man can shut no enemy can shut I speak today to foreign soil I speak to foreign fields I declare them open up today open up today open up today I hear the Holy Ghost saying today, I want to make some of you laugh. I want to speak some things to you that are absolutely laughable. I want to challenge you this year to do things for me that would have made you laugh last year and say it's impossible, God. Not in this environment. It's never going to happen. And the Holy Ghost said, I want to make you laugh. I want to show you things that are so big that you're going to laugh at and say, God, there is absolutely no way. It's too late in the game. But the Holy Ghost said, don't you worry about how far spent you think the day is. I control the setting of the sun. I know some of us are worried that the night is on its way and that the sun is about to set. But I know who tells the sun to rise. And I know who tells the sun to set. And I know of a Joshua in the word of God that the Lord stopped the entire solar system and said, stand still while I give victory. I'm telling you today, God's ready to make us laugh. God's about to use this church this year to do things that we thought was impossible. There's no way it could ever happen, but I've got a word from heaven. It's time to start expecting the unexpected. It's time to go. Come on, Abraham. You think it's too late. Come on, Sarah. You think your time is far spent. But the Lord said, change the plans. I'm about to show you that my word will come to pass. I'm getting ready to show you that every word I've spoken, it shall be called forth. Abraham, I need you to do more than nod your head. I need you to get up from the ground and laugh and and walk into that tent and agree with me.
Today I speak into the atmosphere. And I release faith and boldness into the apostolic church for us to rise up in this year and believe who we say we believe we are. And to begin to walk, not just say we believe it, but to begin to walk in the belief that we are the government of God in the earth, the ecclesia of the church, of the living God. Come on, let's arise from our laughable moment and have revival. Genesis 18, verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. We don't need a Hebrew scholar to tell us what that means. It means by man's measurement, it's too late. If men had anything to say about it, her body can't even do it anymore. She is beyond the age of being able to do this. I wish somebody would get what I'm preaching to you right now. Man had already said it's too far gone. It's too far past. They were well stricken in age. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure the Lord my Lord also being old and the Lord said unto Abraham wherefore did Sarah laugh saying shall I of a surety bear this child which am old is there anything oh God I feel like preaching it this morning is anything too hard for the Lord Sarah I'm about to make you expect what you never expected to happen you've lost your faith you've gone too far you felt like it was over but I'm about to do a work I would feel today in the Holy Ghost to say to this church that your laughing moment will not be for long. That the laughing moment will not last for too long or else heaven will receive the answer. There was a moment of transition as Abraham and Sarah laughed. I'm sure they were stunned and thrown back, rocked on their heels for the Lord to say, I'm about to do the impossible. So laugh for a moment if you need to. But the Holy Ghost said, don't get drunk on laughter. Because I need you to get up from laughing and saying, Lord, no, there's just no way. I don't know how you could do that. I need you to get up from there from laughing, agree with the word of God, and put some legs on it and go after it. The scripture tells us that it had been silent for 400 years between Malachi and the book of Matthew. That's scriptural history. It's a, it's a dark place. It's a dark age. It's a silent time. And the word of the Lord tells us that the first time that heaven is heard in 400 years, years in the scriptural canon and context is that Zechariah is standing in the temple of the Lord and he is offering incense when at the right side of the altar of incense the Bible said that the angel of the Lord came and the first words out of the mouth of heaven for 400 years was fear not I have heard your prayers go home and tell your wife that she's about to conceive 
some of us think that the silence of God is the absence of the favor of God. But what God wanted to know is if Zacharias would be willing to do what he was told to do when he didn't have a fresh word and he didn't have fresh direction and he hadn't been to a conference lately but he just kept on doing what he knew to do. The Lord said, I heard what you said and I don't want you to be afraid. I'm about to expect, you're about to expect the unexpected. It's coming. It's coming. Now here is where we cannot afford to get our eyes fixed in this present world. I'm hurrying. The Lord made sure it was crystal clear that when he spoke of Isaac, that the Lord referred to the fact that it was not just a male child that she would be pregnant with, but rather with nations. I mean, who could expect a 90-year-old woman to have a child, much less give birth to nations? The Lord said, don't limit what you're expecting by just declaring that it's a work that will be for right now. Look, you can believe what you want to believe. But God did not give Sarah Isaac just to hold and be happy. That's right. That doesn't mean that she didn't hold him and was happy. But the purpose of the miracle was not happiness. It was fulfillment of the word. What God is trying to do in us is not to just make us happy so that we can coddle our miracle and sit back in the rocking chair and say, look what the Lord has done. The Lord has been doing something in us that while we're sitting in that rocking chair, it's time for us to move and say, baby, you are going to be nations. Every man that blesses you will be blessed. And every man that curses you will be cursed. It's time that we start speaking to the promise of God and declaring there are nations in you. There are nations in you. God is about to unlock nations. It's been 400 years, God. I'm not expecting that. I'm not expecting that. And the Lord said, come on, Zechariah. Go tell Elizabeth. You're about to expect the unexpected. I'm asking you this morning. You'd be willing with me today on this first Sunday of the year to stretch your hands into the river of God that's flowing in the heavenlies above us. I saw, as it were, this morning in the prayer room, just as we went to dismiss, and I had you stand. I saw the river of God flowing just over our heads. I saw the river of God that was flowing through the room. And I made a statement. I said, just go ahead and raise your hands into that. I don't know if you noticed that. But I said, raise your hands into that right now. I could see the river of God flowing through. And that river has moved into this place today. And I'm telling you that when you lift your hands into that river that's beginning to flow through this house right now, there's going to be a release in the name of Jesus. FPC, I've come on this Sunday morning to tell you it's time that we start expecting the unexpected. It's time to expect the unexpected. It's time to get up and declare the goodness of the Lord in this generation. Come on, reach into that river of God this morning and begin to pull it out, pull it out, pull it out.